Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. What is a security operations center and why do I need one? Your IT guy installed a security firewall and antivirus software on your network, so you're set, right? Wrong. Today, threats find their way even through the best defenses. Your best option is to detect threats early and stop them in their tracks. That requires a 24-7 security operations center. In this episode of Cybersecurity Simplified, we'll explain what a security operations center is and why you need one. I'm your host, Susanna Song, Director of Communications at Highwire Networks. And today, our guest is David Barton, Chief Technology Officer of Overwatch by Highwire Networks. David oversees Overwatch technology solutions development and channel sales engineering teams. And he has more than 20 years of cybersecurity experience with companies in various industries. Welcome back to the program, David. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Yeah, we had a great topic uh, in our first episode about what is cybersecurity. Today, though, we're going to dig in about uh, about what is a SOC, right? And why do I need one? Because most businesses or their IT guy has installed security hardware or software on their network to stop viruses and hackers. So most people assume they're protected from security threats, but that's not the case. Yeah, it's it's far from the truth. You know, the 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 truth is. Um, the bad guys don't sleep, right? They're constantly poking and prodding our networks, looking for a vantage point. Um, you know, we we have, to some extent, put our head in the sand in that we think, you know, to your point, we, we've got enough. We've done enough. We've got firewalls. We've, you know, our folks use VPN. Oh, that's that's all we need, right? And the truth is, um, you know, if, if you listen to our first podcast, you know that defense in depth is has to be taken into account. And having the best tools, generating the best logs in the world when nobody's looking at them, uh, just is just noise, right? We um, there's a joke in the industry, and, and it's a it's a picture of uh, four beds, and and you've got the CEO asleep in bed, and you've got the CFO is asleep in bed and the COO is asleep in bed. And then the, the CISO's bed's empty, right? Because the CISO is focused on protecting when everyone else is in bed. He's not sleeping. He's not sleeping. <laughs> he or she is, is without hair, right? They're getting old. They've got gray and all that other fun stuff. Um, David, that means you're not sleeping. <laughs> well, we are because we have a man in sock. Right. And this is where I think we're going today is um, I can have the best tools in the world. I, I can give you stories of Fortune 50 companies that had log data that nobody saw. Right. And then they got breached and they ended up on the front of the newspaper. And why do I need a sock? Well, I may have the best tools, but if nobody sees that one event that goes by, Right amongst the thousand of events that are happening in an environment, you're going to fail. You're you're more than likely going to get a breach, mm-hmm. right? And so, managed SOC is an opportunity to have folks looking at critical events, critical anomalies in your environment, and then not just looking at them and sending off an email. Right? I I, ha- I once had a a managed service partner of mine, and and we were experiencing a 
denial of service. And they did nothing. And then three days later, when they called me to ask me for the renewal, I said, well, did you guys see that denial of service? And they said, no. Well, I'm not renewing um, because, you know, basically their mode was if I see something, I'll tell you and I'll tell you via an email. But what we're really talking about is a managed service where not only are we watching, but we're responding. And a good managed SOC does both of those things. So a SOC security operation center is much like a central command post, which includes people. It very much is. In fact, mm-hmm. if you were to walk into some of the larger MSSPs, it would look like a war room, right? You walk in and you've got monitors and all kinds of data. And, you know, it looks like you've got traffic moving here and traffic moving there. And, and you've got analysts who are watching. And then you've got somebody in the, in the command post, if you will, directing. I need you to do this and you to do this and you to focus on that. And that execution of that teamwork brings the service to the full power of the tool sets, right? Because if you've got the tool sets that can respond, but nobody to tell them to respond, they're worthless. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. They do have some value. But again, it's it's a function of I've invested in these tools. I need to know if they're working. And if they're working... And if they're, or if they're not working, I need somebody who can take action off of those. You know, that, that kind of leads to my next question. So you're saying it's like a war room. It's really active. So are there really that many bad guys trying to disrupt networks that you would see, you know, analysts looking at many monitors and seeing activity? If I could give you a glimpse into a day in the life of a CISO, or the day in the life of a SOC manager, you would see millions of events. Um, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to sit down with the CISO from a very large uh, video content provider in South America, right? 35, 40 million subscribers. And they were getting 20 to 30 million events a day, right? And that's a day of traffic. And so the challenge, it is incredible. The challenge is, and he asked me that question. He says, how do I figure out what's important, right? The, the human mind, we can juggle and manage a lot of things, but we can't scale. And so the only way to do that is have tool sets that can run machine learning and AI and, and do some cool stuff, but they still kick out output that you and I have to look at and potentially take action on. So the other anecdotal story I'll tell you is I was in, in Beijing. Um, and you can decide if you want to keep this piece in here or not, Susanna, but I'm going to tell a story. Um, well, we love stories. So I'm in Beijing and, and I'm, I'm with one of my colleagues who lives there and we're driving and he, he pointed out this very large building and he says, you know what that is? And I said, no, I don't live here. I, how would I know what that is? And it turns out it's a facility where they, the, the, the Chinese government houses all of their nation state hackers, the guys that are on the payroll, right, as part of the Chinese army. Um, and they're paid to go hack and steal from us. Right? They are their only job, they, they get out of bed in this facility and they walk to a command center, if you will, and they hack against us. 
and against other people who are building intellectual property and they're taking it from us. It is a war, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a war of the good guys who are protecting versus the bad guys who want to steal. So it is. It is a war room. It, it is us versus them all day, every day. So what kind of specialized degrees or um, expertise do these analysts need in order to be productive and fight in this kind of battle, the cyber war? You know, that's a great question. Um, Throughout my career, I'll tell you, I've hired accountants who have become phenomenal uh, analysts or architects or engineers. I've hired uh, music majors who've turned in to be these phenomenal security people because they tend to see things bigger picture accountants, you know, music majors. Um, at the end of the day, you have to have an aptitude and you, and you have to have the right attitude and you have to enjoy the details, right? It's the details that will cost us someone getting compromised. Um, and, you know, having an affinity towards the spy, the good guy versus the bad guy, the cops versus a robber is always fun, right? So it makes the job more interesting. But specifically to your question, um, having a strong knowledge of networking is key, I think, right? So if you were to say, what is the, what does the best analyst look like? They don't have to come to the table with Palo Alto or Checkpoint or Firewall experience. They have to know networking. They have to understand it. Um, I don't need them to be coders, but I need them to be able to parse through data, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I don't need them to be database architects, but I need them to understand the imp- implications of SQL tables and and what if somebody's pulling all of the data, and they have to they have to have that interest in understanding why, right? Why why am I seeing more traffic to this place today than I did yesterday, right? Why is it a different type of traffic or why is it running a different application or um, why is that machine in this country that has a bad reputation trying to come into my network or my customer's network, right? So you have to have and enjoy the why Mm -hmm. and we can teach you the rest. Yeah. So definitely be curious and have, like you said, the aptitude to want to, to discover. Yeah. Now there are some certs, right? There are certifications. CISSP, Certified Ethical Hacker. Um, if I were going to write a roadmap for uh, somebody who's just getting in, I'd say, I'd say learn networking, uh, learn Certified Ethical Hacking so you can start to understand how the bad guys behave. Um, and then pick one of the disciplines that you love, right? Maybe you love policy. Well, go down that path. Maybe you love architecture. Go down that path. Maybe you um, love forensics, right? That's a discipline in and of itself. Go down that path. But I think the foundation is policy, networking, right? One of those type of disciplines on top of focusing on security. What tools do security analysts use? I'd like to say I had a full list of them, but I don't. Um, and the truth is every security operations center is a little bit different. More than likely, they're going to have a SIM of some sort. Oh, right? it's a SIM. I was just about to describe that. <laughs> a security event, um, security event information 
Why am I drawing a blank on this? Management. No, but no. Security event and incident management, right? I don't know why I was drawing a, drawing a blank on that. Yeah. But it, it revolves around capturing event and incident data, right? So there's multiple SIM types out there. Um, but ultimately, a SIM is taking a lot of data sources and putting some intelligence on it to, to identify. I've got these 10 lanes of traffic, but this one car has a bomb in it, right? Does that make sense? I think so. Um, so why is that tool, I guess, important for an analyst to be able to? to well, because use? in any organization, you've got data that's coming from your firewalls, from your servers, from your applications, and they're all feeding this data lake or this data environment, if you will. Um, and so being able to have all this data think again think about a 10 lane highway in in la there's one car amongst thousands that you have to find right the sim's going to help you figure out which car is the important car mm -hmm. but understand you've got trucks data and you've got car data and semis and lots of data sources that are all coming together and there's one in there that you know you have to find you have to know about and that's where the sim comes into play and so it helps to reduce them also the amount of analysis and response that's handled by an analyst. As well. I think it has to, right? If, if it's not, it's not doing its job, right? Because at the end of the day, a good analyst or, or a good MSSP is going to give you two stats, right? Two stats that we focus on. Mean time to detection, which means I found that car really quickly, right? And then mean time to response is, is I, I, I sent a missile and I blew the car up, right? Because it's a bad car. Um, so the shorter I can reduce both of those numbers, the more safe and secure my customers are. The SOC team definitely has an important job in responding to threats, you would say. Absolutely. I think, I think they have the first line of defense. And then the second is, is working with the, the, the subject matter experts within those environments, right? So if I see that car over there that looks funny, I may call someone who lives in that state and they go, well, really, that's just our, our off-road car that we take to go find dead wildlife, right? Or some other purpose, right? So that the analysts won't know everything about your network. They won't know all what all the normal cars look like. And that's where they're going to do all their due diligence to find the bad car, but then they're going to work with our partner, our customer to say, does this look normal to you? Right. And that's where that customer behavior or customer response comes into play. So SOC obviously is a good idea, but it seems like a heavy lift for most companies. And I know, you know, you've been talking, you've been kind of sprinkling in the, the idea of a managed SOC. Tell me a little bit more about the difference. So standing up your own SOC, um, a lot of companies do it. And it's typically your mid-market enterprise size companies because they they can afford it. They can find the right people. But if you think about a smaller company, mid-market SMB, uh, seven by 24 means you need about 11 full-time security um, employees. And that's just to cover, that's just coverage. That doesn't account for weekends and holidays and babies being born and people being sick, but there's 11 people. And if you think about it, 
probably half of them are around 60K and the other half are over 100. So you're talking a half a million just in labor, right? You got to have the facilities to manage that. So you need dedicated facilities. There's probably a million and a half in upfront investment costs just to have the facility, right? And then you've got the tools, right? So the SIM tool, the SOAR tools, the IDS tools, all those tools that we're managing on behalf of the customer. So you've got a two to $3 million investment to just to stand up your own MSSP or your own SOC, your own SOC as a service. Um, but then you got to learn how to run it, right? So now you've got all of that delay and I got to learn the tools. I got to learn what they look like, how to respond, how to ticket, what are my SLAs and all of those other things that need to come into play. So yes, it can be done but it's very cost prohibitive. Now do all MSSPs or managed ser- uh, security service providers offer SOC services? No, um, a, a large portion of them are focused on the consulting side. Mm-hmm. So they'll come in and say, yeah, this is great. Just do this um, or buy this tool or put these controls in place. Uh, they don't offer a SOC as a service, um, but then there's some that do everything. So, you know, if you're looking for one, just do your due diligence and and you'll find them. And where can our listeners find a good managed security service provider with a SOC? So I think, um, you know, there's, there's a couple, there's a lot of sources really, but a couple that I would look at is um, there are uh, services like Gartner and some of the other organizations out there that rate them, right? So go look at the top 250 in the world and see one that that meets what you need. Um, there, there are trade groups, right? There's uh, the local ISACA events you can go to and say, hey, who, who are you guys using to manage your risk? Um, you know, and then ask the people you trust, right? You, you certainly have colleagues at other companies that are doing some of the same things that you are, have the same challenges. Uh, go talk to them, right? Go, go hit your network up. Does Overwatch offer SOC services? Yeah, so Overwatch, um, we are 7x24 Managed Security Operations Center. And we will monitor, manage, and respond to threats in your network any time of the day. That's good to know. Thank you for joining me today, uh, David. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. Uh, We want to make sure to keep these episodes nice and short, easy to listen. Please join us for uh, our next episode, episode three, on the newest weapon in the war on cybercrime. How about that for a tease? So you'll have to listen to that one to find out what it is. Until next time, I'm Susanna Song, and this is Cybersecurity Simplified. From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Simplified podcast. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcast.